Episode 343, The Rant, Hector Blaze, Queensboro Community College women's basketball head coach, middle school teacher, St. John's and Malloy College alumni, all that with a smile. As mentioned, his smile is infectious. Peep the JPEGs. In this pod, we chop it up with Coach Blaze about his humble beginnings in Queens, his realization that he always meant to teach and coach, his experience at St. John's and Malloy, his stint at Lujai and his AAU program, Empire, as well as his new head coaching position at Queensboro. All that and more. My conversation with Coach Blaze now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from four under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born, they are created. The rant has been brought to you by the Island Garden, located at 45 Cherry Valley Avenue, West Hempstead, New York. Long Island. Enjoy three basketball courts with various camps, clinics, leagues, and the biggest AAU outfit in the nation, the Long Island Lightning. For more information to find out how you can get on the court, contact Tom at islandgarden.com. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, newly minted Queensboro Community College head coach on the women's side, also somebody that has a lot of trials, tribulations, and uh, a far wide-ranging journey to St. John's, to whatever you played in high school, to Lujai, to Malloy, but on the reverse, and now you're at Queensboro Community College. Mr. Coach Hector Blaze, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. And uh, to, to the point of high school, it's funny you talk about that because that's actually how uh, I got into wanting to coach was in high school. Mm. It's a it's a crazy story, actually. Yeah, yeah. We'll, um, listen, we'll get into that. I don't want you to spoil it too much yet. But, um, you know, we connected. I saw that you got the job. Congratulations, man. That means you. a lot. And, you know, just meeting you, I could hear your passion emulate for the game of basketball. Um, you know, these, I guess this whole pandemic long, there's been a long winding road when it came to basketball. And, you know, it's interesting to see the, I guess the evolution from me and to you to just everybody that's involved in sport of how much things have changed from uh, the coronavirus. And that was in a, in a weird place. Um, I just want to hear, you know, last year they didn't have a, a junior college season at all um, in, I think, what are we, section 17, right? Region, 15. region 15. Um, we didn't have a season in region 15. And, you know, now we're coming in and it seems as though because I've, I've been getting games and um, I'm interested to see what, when does the journey start for you? Is it in October? What, what, what's the first step? Is there signups? Yeah, so uh, October 1st is when I'm able to uh, put the ball on the ground and get rolling, get kids in the gym, do tryouts, and, and start going. Uh, we actually just sent out a school-wide email today 
uh, asking, just getting some interest from, you know, the kids who are on campus who wants to come in or not. And immediately getting a flood of emails from uh, getting them forwarded from IED. So there's some interest out there, which makes me happy. You know, um, I'm building the team from scratch. Mm. I was handed off this team with zero players. Uh, blessing and a curse. I, I say that because, you know, I got to build a program from zero. However, I got to build it my way. Mm. Right. And I think that's the beautiful part of it. It's going to take a little bit of extra work, um, definitely uh, to get it to get the ball rolling. But I think it's an awesome thing when you can start from scratch and say, hey, this is this is how I want things. I don't have to necessarily deal with what was. You know, I don't know what was, whatever it was, good, bad, and different. This is mine. Mm. And there's a level of responsibility that comes with that as well because right. I can now then say, oh, this wasn't my player. This wasn't my recruiting class. You know, there's no excuses on that front as well. Mm. So it comes with some responsibility too. Mm. Um, but I'm willing to step up to the plate. So I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity uh, that my AD, uh, John, gave me and, and ready to roll. It's uh, even more amazing to me that I see a lot of myself in you because I started coaching very early. And, you know, I just remember those first couple of years of like, I couldn't, I, I felt like I had imposter syndrome. Like, how could I, how could I teach these kids when like, I just like, I don't really have, you know, necessarily, I didn't, first of all, I didn't have any coaching experience in general. And I was coaching my friends that I just went to school with. I just graduated and now I'm coaching them. And now I just like, I feel like I'm just hanging out with them and I'm still practicing with them and Maybe I'm just sitting on the bench and I got to dress up and I don't know. They're still like my boys, but then, you know, over time it, it got, it got more serious. It got more, I think it was because of my competitive spirit. And I think what hurt was I wasn't able to just go on the court and do it anymore. I, I had to have a little bit of a, you know, restraint because I couldn't, I was just ineligible, right? I was a college student. And I think what I learned from that was just, um, it takes time because I felt for the longest time, and I called them the lean years of just in and out, just, you know, now we're in sixth place. Now we're in fourth place. And like fourth place, I felt really good. I felt like we can contend with maybe some of the best teams, but um, just never was able to get to that hump. And then just one year, just unbeknownst to anyone, we just had a fantastic year where we were undefeated up until the championship game, and then we lost. But I couldn't even believe like how long it took you know, the persistence of just like sticking around every year and, you know, just not really getting the result. You're just so used to not winning anything or not even having an appearance at, at the championship game. Um, you seem like somebody that is, is really into, you know, the daily grind of it. Um, just talk about, you know, I, I want to know, at least from the beginning of the pandemic, like before that, um, you know, March 2020, where were you in your basketball life? So March 2020 in my basketball life, I'm at Malloy College. We are going to the NCAA tournament. We got an at-large bid. Uh, we lost in the championship game of the ECCs uh, to Damon. They went straight ahead. We had a really awesome year. Uh, team with um, Robin Francis on it, a transfer from LIU Post. Khadijah Dixon, who went to Bridgeport. Clarion in PA, amazing player. Um, Should have been player of the year. Great kid. And we're in practice. This is now March, I want to say 13th, 14th, right? Uh, a lot of the Division One tournaments are going on. Coronavirus is starting to spread around the country. And some of the tournaments are starting to be canceled. The, you know, the conference tournaments around the country. Um, I'm on Twitter on my phone because at this point I'm telling coach, like, hey, I got to keep track of this. We're supposed to play at Adelphi on Friday. We're in practice on Thursday. 
And I'm still putting the food orders in because, like, you know, I did a lot of logistical stuff. So putting the food orders in, making sure the vans are good, making sure we're good to go. And at the same time as I'm doing all that, I'm seeing on my phone, Big Ten cancels conference tournament. <laughs> and you out here I'm seeing figuring out phone, the catering situation. Yeah, Pac-12 cancels conference tournament. I'm seeing it on my phone. St. John stops the game at halftime. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> and we in practice. And so now we in practice. And, of course, eventually I, I, I um, on my phone I put, like, for the ECC, like, to get their tweets, like, sent right away so I could see because I knew it was coming. Boom. Get the notification. ECC and um, uh, Division Two NCAA East Region canceled. Mm. And... I walk up to coach. I'm like, coach, you know, on the side, I'm like, hey, it's canceled. Before that, I think he had a sense of it as well. So he had told me, hey, if they cancel it, I want you to go get the ladder from downstairs. You got the ladder already before so that. The ladder was already upstairs. We're going to cut down the nets. <laughs> right. And so it's canceled, right? we like, all right, we're done. We stop. He stops right there. He's like, ladies, this is the situation, right? You know, we're, we're, we're done. But we still got a championship to win. Kat Gibson, Catherine Gibson, went to uh, Malloy High School. Archbishop Malloy High School came to us, four-year player, was there, a freshman on the team when we won the championship. Integral player, really had the history of the team on her back. We give her the ball. We got to win the championship. Half-court shot to win the game. First shot, cash. She cashes it. It was, it was crazy. Everybody's going wild. I ran to the back. I brought out the ladder. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I put out my speaker. We got the music going. We are the champions. Climbed up, cut the nets, went home, didn't touch a basketball court again. <laughs> God knows how long. That's crazy. So, so now we're at home, and um, I see the news. Uh, Coach Christina got the job at Lujai. Uh I know Coach Christina through uh, Coach Andrew Metz. Um, who was an assistant for the Luai at Men's. He's now at Marist as an assistant coach. Um, I was uh, at, um, I had began to work them. I did Luai summer camp the year prior, so I built a relationship with Coach Christina, who was uh, the assistant at the time for Slater. And when she got the job, I was like, snap, that's cool. Like, you know, reach out, hey, congratulations, um, happy for you, all of that. I was also at a place in time at Malloy, um, you know, we all know there's not a lot of money in coaching. So um, I needed to be making some money, right? And so that, that meant that I had to get a job. And so, I'll, but getting a job nine to five, the practice times at Malloy didn't really align. And I had spoke, I had been talking to Coach Pelican about this, you know, always being transparent with your head coach. And he was like, yeah, go get a job. And so I knew that I probably wasn't going to come back to Malloy the next year anyways, because I needed a job. I got a teaching job. Paid me well. Um, I teach at a charter school in Brooklyn, a Achievement First uh, Aspire Middle School. Uh, great place. Loved working there. But obviously, I couldn't coach at Malo anymore. I wanted to coach somewhere, stay a part of the game. And so I, funny enough, I was going to actually reach out to Coach Christina and say, hey, like, you know, is it cool if I just volunteer? And before I could even do that, she reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm looking for an assistant. Um, we had a prior relationship. You fit the bill. Let's go. And so I was right away, I jumped on it, thought it was an awesome opportunity. And heading into that year full force, you know, we didn't know if we were going to have a season or not. Mm. Didn't really. But it was just really awesome to be in that environment, a part of that program. And 
and with her because we really did align as coaches and were able to push each other. Something I think is important as coaches, head coach, assistant, is that we told each other about ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'm like, yo, you messing up right now. Like, you know? <laughs> but she could tell me, yo, you messing up right yeah. now. Like, you know what I mean? And that was important for us to have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, amazing experience there. Um, now we go through the whole COVID year, whole, whole situation, season ends. I'm sitting at home. I'm seeing a million jobs open up, but I'm not really looking. I'm like, you know, Lou High is the place. I had an awesome year. I want to run it back. Um, you know, we have Paris Clark on the team going to UCLA. Uh, Emma Von Essen, she just committed like yesterday. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, let me just yeah. say Emma's family now because I'm, I'm, I'm a Hofstra alumni, so. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for staying home. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she's staying on the Just island, like Boogie, thank you. You know, going to Hofstra, Sydney, uh, Sydney Rosenhoff. Going to Delphi, to right? Delphi, yeah. So we had solid team, like, you know, and, and um, we were working on bringing some kids in. Uh, so I'm like, yo, we're going to have a great year. Like, I'm running it back. Um, I seen all the jobs opening up. I wasn't going to apply to nothing, you know. I, I wanted to run it back and be there. Coach Pelican called me on, like, a random day and was like, Greensboro job is open apply and I'm like what do you mean he's like apply for the job <laughs> like you know just kind of tell me like basically like yo the job can be yours but you got to jump at it right put your name in put, put your head, uh, name in the hat and so I you know reached out to a couple of my coaching friends immediately I reached out to uh, coach Christina right you talk to your head coach immediately transparency all the time in those situations I reached out to her and I'm like hey this is the situation um how do you feel what do you think and another reason why I like her a lot, because she's like, go for it, right? And I think those are the people you want to be around in, in your life. You don't want somebody that's going to hold you back. Would it have been probably more beneficial for her to keep me there? Probably, right? But she's like, yo, this is an awesome opportunity. These opportunities don't come up often. Go for it. And so put my name in the hat. Um, did Went through the interview process with the AD, John. Unknowingly, he knows like a whole bunch of people in the in the game and so he had reached out and called like seven ten people to ask about me already and i didn't know this until after the fact right and so when he calls me he's like yeah i already spoke to joey t at st john's i spoke to Funkin, i spoke to this person at malloy i spoke to <laughs> i'm like oh so you spoke to all these people about me already right and so he had an idea about me and just goes to show about how i've carried myself everywhere that i went mm. because you call seven to ten people right and not one person is like there's no. no bad yelp score exactly so these tacos are good <laughs> yep they worth the yeah, ride yeah, exactly right it's five stars you're like yeah 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 that's that's your guy right and so um went through the interview process uh with cuny back and forth it was a little difficult because everyone was remote you know what i mean so we had to set up zoom meetings the different things like that for, for the interview process and everything but um interview process went smooth um just kind of talking about the vision of where um, he wants the program to go and where I want it to go and how I want to be a part of it. Um, everything just kind of aligned. Mm. And so set it up. Uh, he called me one day and was like, hey, you're the guy. Let's go and, uh, and get rolling. So um, I actually was just going through a lot of uh, paperwork and everything, so I couldn't announce it. You know what I mean? Until later on, just until, you know, pen is on paper or in this case, like PDF, whatever it is, everything yeah. is virtual. But um, so, you know, it was a lot of back work to get done, but um, signed the papers and 
Here I am, ready to roll. So it's a, it's a long pandemic. Basically, I was in three, <laughs> three, three different programs. Yeah. And uh, all throughout this, I also coached some AAU basketball with uh, Empire Athletics, which is also with Coach Christina. I coached a um, ninth grade. So you kind of still with her? Yeah, exactly. Right. So exactly. That's, that works out. Yeah, so I coached a ninth grade. And that I, only I fortifies the brand, too, because you are Queensboro, and she's the Luhai coach, and it just makes it a nice... Yeah, situation. Yeah, 100%. So those same values that kind of uh, brought me to Luhai, kept me referring this AAU program. And being a JUCO coach, I'm able to still coach AAU, which was something that was cool and important to me because um, I really loved uh, working with my team, the seventh grade girls I had, ninth grade girls. Just a really awesome program, and what we're building is cool, so I'm happy. I still get to be a part of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I was even just thinking, like, my volleyball season just started. We're taping this on Friday, August 27th, I believe. This is the fastest August I've ever experienced. Rainiest, cloudiest summer I've ever experienced. It's been crazy, man. I normally go to the beach like 100 times. I only went like 30. I'm, I'm, I'm crying tears of uh, I don't even know what. But, um, you know, I, the juniors that have just, congratulations to all the juniors that just made the team on my uh, Kellenberg squad. Um, I just realized that their whole Kellenberg High school experience has been wrought with the coronavirus, right? Literally, their freshman year, it was kind of normal up until March. Last year was all sorts of remote or not remote or mask wearing or not mask wearing or quarantined or just a whole bunch of like, nothing's happening anytime soon type of, like that whole year <laughs> was like that. And then just all the social unrest and all of the craziness with the presidency and just all the crazy things that have been happening up until now where... You know, there was a nice lull in April where everyone started taking off their masks. Everyone thought we were going to have more of a normal summer, but it just got worse and it didn't revert back to like the safety precautions. So now I'm a little, you know, weirded out of, of the just the different variations, the variants, if you will, of what we've been going through. But this whole time from March 2020, you being part of three different programs now starting a new one from scratch. What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time? Yeah, um, something that I really learned about myself and had to take a, a deep look was like, hey, like, am I willing to do this? Is this what I want? Um, I had told myself uh, maybe about last year or two years ago, mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to be an assistant coach lifer. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an assistant coach lifer <laughs> and like, I love I'm, it. I'm good at serving people. Like, I don't need to, <laughs> you know, I don't need to be the guy. Like, you know, like that That was kind of a decision I had yeah. made where I was like, yo, I don't, I don't, like, I see what it was. It just looks like, like too much more work. It you, looks much more you, work. You know I don't want is? that. Like, I did a lot at Beloit. Like, Coach Pelican at Beloit. Coach. That means he doing a lot too, like, though. Yeah, he coached. And, and see, this is the point I'm getting to, right? He, I did a, a lot of the logistical stuff, meaning like, you know, the, the compliance. He would send me that stuff, right? He sent me the emails. I'm getting the emails now, right? Like, they come to me, right? You know, it's not him saying, hey, Hector, take care of this. It's the AD. It just gets forwarded <laughs> to you. It's the AD hitting me up. Right. Yo, take care of this, right? You know what I mean? It's the kid hitting me up saying, hey, watch this film, whatever, right? It's not somebody forwarding the stuff to me. Like, you know, and then, of course, all the other responsibilities that, that comes down to it. I'm, I'm big on accountability, right? I'm huge on accountability. That, that's something that I, I think is very integral uh, to who I am as a coach. My AAU program um, at, at Luhai, if we run, if I tell my players to run, I run with them. If I have my players do push-ups, I do push-ups with them. If they mess up for whatever reason, that means I haven't done my job. And I, I believe in that. 
Right And you can ask any of my players I'm like yo You gonna like, believe in that When you 40 <laughs> I wanna know If you gonna believe in that When you 40 I'll drop You know I might do Half of what they do But I'm still doing a little bit you know? Yo man I've been pulling up In Crocs At, at practice And they're like they, they try to get me to play And I'm like I'm not playing Like, I re- like I'm wearing Crocs Specifically I put it on sport mode. I'm a legend now. Because <laughs> they're like, Ghost can really play. Wow, yeah. I didn't even know. But, you know, when you get that competitive spirit in you. Yeah, for and sure. This is, this is so cool. I think what's really cool about this is that, you know, this is coming from a place of, you know, you're part of women's basketball. I'm part of women's basketball. It truly means a lot to me. I have a daughter. You know, I ref on the women's side. And I've been coaching girls volleyball for all these years. So it's like a natural progression for me. But... You know, what it's really deeply rooted in, you know, from my side to your side is our love of basketball. We love basketball. You love it so much that you spend time and you analyze things, not even dribbling the ball, just telling people and trying to figure out pushing the right buttons, making somebody's day, making an impact in young people's lives. You know, something that I enjoy just on the refereeing side of, you know, I, to me, I always find that refing is like perfect parts, mental and physical. This, I don't get no, I don't get no uh, sub. You know, I'm out here. I got to think. I got to react. I got to make sure that I have the correct temperament, that I could be professional, that I can convey confidence, you know, be able to communicate when, when there's things going on. All of these different things you're just trying to, you know, understand. And also just the gladiatorial aspect of basketball, the competitive nature of both teams have a common goal. And I have to figure out how I can mediate that for an extended period of time, you know. And to me, this is like... This is really the substitute of not killing somebody, right? We're simulating trying to kill someone through a sport. But we love that sport. And obviously, you have a deep passion of sports. Having said that, where did you grow up? What did you play growing up? What did you play in middle school, high school, and in college? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm Jamaica, Queens, born and raised. Uh, Queens get the money all day. Uh, till, till I die I love Queens I, I lived in Rosedale For some time Some people say that Rosedale is Long Island Very Long Island It's not Long Island it's, I A lot wanna, of my I friends wanna, In high school Were from Rosedale It's on the record Rosedale not Long Island It's not I, I want it to be known Okay right? let, let me Let me counter that By saying for the record Queens and Brooklyn Are in Long Island they're on Long Island. They're, See, they're, they're a borough, and that's probably why Long Island, that, that's, Nassau that's County. For the, that's for the next podcast. See? That's for the next. You see? And this guy lives in Suffolk County now, so don't let this guy fool you. It's still Queens, though. It's still- okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so uh, grew up in Queens. Uh, my first sport, it's funny enough, my mom put me in swimming when I was three years old. Both, I have two older brothers. Both of them swam. My mom did this because she can't swim. And so her rationale She's like, like, She was like Yo if I ever fall Like y'all gotta see me So I started swimming When I was three That was my first ever sport um, I, I really enjoyed it I had fun I did it up until Maybe I was 12 13 years old uh, I picked up um, I did everything My mom put me in everything She raised me pretty much um, By herself And my two older brothers So she had me You know Just constantly busy And um, since my dad Really wasn't around uh, she she put me in a lot of sports and stuff just to like you know just keep me off the streets and from you know doing anything crazy so I was always busy I did bowling um, I did um, what do you call it uh, uh, baseball I sucked at baseball <laughs> bad experience but mm. I, I found what's a bad experience oh oh I was I was just I was a really you got big, hit somewhere no nah, I was a really big kid right? okay and so like, I couldn't run so uh, I tell you I never make it to first base it didn't matter how far I hit that ball. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm like, go, 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 they, go, they, go. They was gave me. They was, so I was like, all right, they say it. They say it because like I can't. Did they even like <laughs> trot like three times and they like they just like? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm. In, I'm, I'm they lobbed like, it I'm with the practice. with the with the slowness. I'm in practice and like step up to the plate and they had a chant. They was like gun down, Hector. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I know they about to get me. <laughs> but uh, ba- baseball wasn't it. I, I discovered basketball. Um, I want to say sixth, seventh grade, and. I started playing at Our Lady of Lords uh, in CYO in Queens. Yo, and, and yeah. for anybody that doesn't know, because a lot of people listen to this that aren't from New York or are from Long Island or, or might be from another state or in a different... Queens, CYO. Now, CYO normally, like in Long Island at least, these are the kids that don't... You're not allowed to be on a team. Like, you're not allowed to be on a school team. I don't know if it's like that for Queens, but let me tell you, Queens, CYO is turned up. Oh yeah, it's serious. It's, it's so it's, serious. It's, it's serious, like serious it, business. It's some real hoopers. In CYO. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Like turn out to be PSAL legends. Ba- ba- no, seriously. Like you know, and I played, I played with and against a, a, a lot of those guys in that in that time and space. And so um, I was playing CYO. My my first car, uh, coach, Mark Whitley. Um, just uh, amazing man. He really taught me, like, kind of was like a father figure for me in some ways. Taught me some good life lessons. My second coach, uh, related to one of your former uh, guests, uh, Kimberly Bailey, is uh, Justin Bailey's mm. older sister, mm. uh, and she was my second coach. And I also credit her with kind of giving me eyesight and insight into the women's game because I'm like, yo, girls can hoop, mm. like, you know what I mean? And so that that getting on to later in life but that that played a role in that because she, she was she was tough man like and i'm telling you i think i don't know i'm sorry coach if i get it wrong but i think she like five three five. <laughs> but you know shorter and like we you know dudes we come in six this six that and she'll come and grab your jersey and be like yo get over here like you know what i mean and, and get in you but she knew the game you know and so like we respected her like you know what i mean and this is before i think today it's more prevalent like you know women culture men but this was before that time um, that, that this is when it was like an anomaly yeah like it was like whoa like you have a girl coach yeah. like you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it was like yeah like we have a girl coach like so what like you know and she out, she go out coach your coach like you know what I mean and we, and we ran with her you know what I mean and, and, and she was she was tough and so um, she she helped me kind of also grow find a love for the game so um, that was my middle school experience high school I went to St. John's Prep in Astoria um, made the team my, my freshman year um, I didn't. I didn't play a ton. I was a. I was a decent player. Like you know, I wasn't. I wasn't some amazing player. I played with a couple of guys who were really good, who ended up like you know going D one, D two, all that. Um, my this goes back to a story of like I knew I was going to coach. I it was my sophomore season going into my junior year. I'm playing AAU basketball. I'm down in a tournament. Um, I forgot where it was at, but we were playing um, Players Club, Jersey, Isaiah Briscoe. Yeah. At the time, I wasn't really online and stuff, so I didn't know who Isaiah Briscoe was, right? And at the time, he was built like me, a little chubbier, like, you know, I mean, he was built the same. So I'm like, I bet, like, you know, it's my matchup. I, this man killed me. Yo. It was not your matchup. This man killed me. I was like, I, I ain't going to make it. I was like, 
<laughs> I like, like, no joke. I made the decision like that. I was like, right, I, I got to get into coaching or something else. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I was like, That's it? He just, just banged on you and that was it? I was like, yeah, I, I ain't doing this. this it. I was like, I love it, but I ain't going to make it. Damn. Like, so like, that's why I say I have like a funny story of how I got into coaching because it's like I realized I wasn't good enough. Like, you know, and, and it's crazy because like I worked hard and this goes back to working hard, right? I worked hard. I thought I was working hard. Mm. The dudes that made it, and yeah, they were back working now, hard, going stupid. Like, and they're going, they're going, they, they're <laughs> not even, they're not even going stupid. Then, then they're transcending. Work. They're working efficient within the yes. time. Yes, which yes. is which is much different than like just like, oh, I'm outworking you. Mm-hmm. It's just like no, we're no. we're. I need to refine this. You know what it is? I, I call need it to refine being, this. Being intentional. Yeah about what you're working on. Mm. And I wasn't. Like, you know what I mean? I thought I was like, I was just doing all of this. You thought this, by virtual that. running that you'd be all of a sudden it's, dunking. Exa- exactly, right? But there, there was this time being intentional about what you was working on. So I was like, all right, maybe this is not for me. Um, but I was really good academically, like really good. So my junior year, I had the opportunity to start college a year early um, and go to St. John's University. It was a program my high school had with the university. Um, so I took a look. That's at, cute. Yeah, Saint John to Saint John. It was your little, little, you know, mother yeah. daughter kind of thing. And so I was like, man, I ain't going hoop in college anyways. So you <laughs> wasn't like, trying to walk on. I was like, my career over. Like, like you know, I, I I had thought about it at the time, like you know, going to a D three school, or whatever, and walking over. I was like, you know what? It's better for me because I was getting some scholarship money. I said, my basketball career gonna end someday. Let me use these brains while I can and. And take that opportunity, and so I did. So I went to St. John's University a year early. I skipped my senior year of high school. Um, I touched down on campus, and I was like, how can I be a part of the basketball team? Mm. Right, right away. Immediately. <laughs> like, like, you you know? felt it. And so went down to the office. Um, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, I want to be a part of the program any way I can. Men's, women's, I, I went to both. Unfortunately, I couldn't because technically I was still in high school at the time, just taking college courses per NCAA rules. You know, I couldn't um, be a part of the team in any way or fashion at the time. So, again, I'm a go-getter. I'm like, I want to be around. Uh, my cousin had went to St. John's, and he worked in the marketing department. So I went to the marketing department. I said, yo, I work for free. I volunteer. Like, I just want to be around. And so they gave me an opportunity to do marketing and be around. That afforded me to be on the court, be around players and all the programs. And so the, the coaches from both staffs knew men and women that I wanted to be a manager. So you was getting aggressive, so, right? Like you were really just kind of like you put yourself in a situation and you're right there and you see it and you're just going to go for it and you're not going to take no for an answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, how, that's how I've always been. Um, I, I'm a go-getter. Right. And I, I, like, I like challenges. Mm. Right. So when I see a challenge, I'm like, I don't see a challenge and fold. I'm like, how am I, how am I going to overcome this? I invite failure. I'm like, let, let me fail. Mm. Because I, I'm going to fail. I'm going to learn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to prove almost to myself, like, hey, I could do I, I really feel like I could do anything. Like, Yo, no how do you? Oh, okay, well, you, you, you clearly can't play against Isaiah Briscoe. Yeah, right? no, nah, except that. There you go. <laughs> well, um, but I'll say, how do you think you developed that? Because that's such a difficult thing to do only because... You know, so there's this one girl on my team and um, she's so hard on herself when she makes a mistake. And I, I had to say this in front of the whole team because I don't want to single anybody out. But I said, you know, in all of my, and I'm starting to do this. I guess that's what happens when you 
coach a team for over 20. I said, in all of my years coaching this team, I have never had a score 25-0, 25-0, 25-0. So that means that every time we win by 25-17, we made 17 mistakes and we still won the game. The next game, we won 25 to 19. We made more mistakes, and we still won that game. The last game, we won 25 to 23, which means we were two mistakes away from losing a game. But guess what? We made almost 70 mistakes, and you played good enough to win the game. So if you know you're good enough to make a mistake, and you can keep the same level of positive mindset, what's wrong with failing? What's wrong with messing up? Same thing with basketball. There is... Positive stats from negative attributes. A turnover is a steal, which is a positive attribute on the defensive side, right? A rebound is a missed shot. A block is a, is, is a failed attempt to even get the ball off because somebody deflected that. So it's like yin-yang, right? And, and, and I wish, and what I like about basketball is that, you know, there might be five sequences before a whistle is blown where you can, like, you can't even think because it's like that was so long ago. Yeah, but in yeah. volleyball, it's like an elongated free throw. It's yeah. like serve. Oh, I messed up. Oh, yeah. all right. That, Get it together. That, that's why I say baseball is so tough. Oh, yeah. Because you go, you whiff three times, and you got to go sit for like an hour. I know, right? <laughs> and think about it. <laughs> and, then, and then from as an umpire like myself, I think of it as like, all right, we're going to have a good game. We're going like, to have a fast game, which is a good game. But then, um, you know, it's, it's just interesting to hear, you know, the way you said that. Um, if you could just pinpoint what your philosophy is in coaching, you know, right now, what, what do you think, how do you think you could define that? How could you uh, um, summarize what, what your philosophy is? Yeah, so my, my philosophy around coaching um, and the space that I'm in today really revolves around the education piece. Um, that, that is of utmost importance to me. Um, and I really got that, a heavy portion of that from Coach Pelican and seeing how, how he ran his program and just being a part of that, um, making sure that you take care of the school and your grades first, always, mm. always. And I think that's of utmost importance, especially now where I'm at, at, uh, at Queensborough Community College on the JUCO level. And I just got off the phone yesterday back and forth with our academic advisor and one of my players who's coming in trying to figure out her schedule and making sure that everything works out um and, and just talking to her about her grades she was like missing a class but she wasn't sure she was going to take it and there was there was it was a situation where like if she that she may not have been eligible to play basketball because what she wanted and out of her degree and program didn't align all the way and whatever the case was and i was like listen if you really want this or whatever it is that you really want and for academically and you want to take care of it and it means you can't play basketball but that's what you want for your life you go for that i was like don't do something just so you can hoop i was like don't make that decision i said if you love basketball enough to the point where you're going to play you'll make that decision and do that but i was like don't do something just to hoop take care of your academics first don't go to don't go to school right on some oh like i'm just here to play basketball i said no and I feel like especially on the woman's side because it's, it's, there's not a world where you go and like, you know, mm. it, and like you're going to make a billion dollars, million dollars. Like, you know what I mean? On the men's side too, the ball stops bouncing. What do you do when the ball stops bouncing? Right. And so as a college coach, I think it's my job. I feel like I'm at that threshold where I can begin to implement ideas of, hey, what do I do when the ball stops bouncing? Mm. And so that, that's my philosophy right now 
is like, hey, what are we going to do when the ball stops bouncing? And what you do is, too, on the court is we, we, I help create that discipline, right, that's going to carry on to other things. I, I have this saying um, that I compete. I build a team to compete. I never tell my players that we're going to win. I say we're going to compete. We will never go out there and not do our best and not try our hardest. We are going to compete every each and single night. What happens on the scoreboard, there's too many things and too many factors that are out of your control for me to sit there and trip mm. about it. Mm. Right? What happens on the scoreboard, I can't trip about it because there's so many things, right? If you come out one day and you just, you, you mad at me, you know what I mean? Because I didn't share the podcast. I ain't podcast. never going to be mad. <laughs> you mad at me because I didn't share the podcast on my page. Brian Kowalk. And you like, nah, I'm Listen. not giving him these calls. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like, I, I say it jokingly, you know what All I right. mean? But like, I, I, I say it to, to make a point of that. You can't control the referee. Nope. I can't control if somebody on the team just on fire that night and they just hitting. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I can't control if there was, there was a leak and there's a wet spot on the floor and I slip. I can control how hard I go. Mm. I can control the level of co- competitiveness that I bring, mm. the level of effort that I can bring. You don't ever want to look at yourself. I tell my players, you don't ever want to look at yourself at the end and be like, yo, I, I should have done, I could have done. I oh, yeah. Done. I said, you don't want that. Yeah, never want to have no shoulds or coulds. As long as you do everything you do, you can do to not have those, you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hell, man, like, we, quote, unquote, lost this game or mm. lost the scoreboard. But I feel good about our but effort and intensity. Exactly. Yeah. I did everything I could have possibly mm-hmm. done. It was out of my hands at that point. Don't let the reason why you fail be because of you. Mm. And, and that, that's how I live my life. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the reason it why It ain't going to be on your record. Exactly. Mm. If I'm going to fail, it's going because, to because, be because of some outside factor. But it's in, if it's in my control, I can never look at myself and be like, oh, like I didn't do what I could have done to not fail mm. in that moment. Mm. And, and so that's really the, just the basis of, of, of my philosophy around how I feel about being on the court. And then, um, just like I said, the academic piece of it as well is utmost important. But then when we're on the court, we're going to go out there. Like, like I, ain't, I ain't trying to go out there and get smoked by 50, 60 neither. Like, that, yeah, we'll that, see about to, that. To me, <laughs> to me that. that's like, yo, like, we, we really, like, we, at some point, we folded, man. Like, we got we to gotta look back at the, <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's a 40-minute game, man. That's a lot of points, you know? Like, we, we got to play defense. We got to do something, yeah. man. I have to do something. Again, back to the accountability. That's on me. I didn't prepare my team. It's not on them. I want to uh. put that. I didn't prepare y'all. Uh. I'll, I'll let y'all go out there and get smoked. Like, like you know what I mean? It's not your fault. Like, yeah. And, and if, it's, if it's because they wasn't giving effort, I didn't put them in the position to want to give that effort. Mm. That's on me too. Yeah. The skill, maybe I can't, like, you know, do too much about that. But I'm, I take the effort, uh, the accountability on the effort piece as well. It's my job to make sure that I'm putting you in the best possible positions to give the effort. Mm. And then we're going to do the X's and O's really well, too. You know what I mean? We'll take care of that. But if y'all going out there and y'all not trying, I got to take a look at myself. No, I feel you. I feel you. I just recently had uh, Shaq Mosley, who's like a Uniondale legend around here. He scored 56 points in some adult league. And I'm like, yo, after the the 30th point, nobody gave him no flagrant? Like, you going to let him go, like, just unchecked? 56 points in in an adult league game that's running time? Like there's, I mean, yeah, I'm like, yeah. nobody has no competitive I'm, I'm spirit. I'm saying the triple T, like, yo, we stopping this man. Like, I'm like, I don't care if nobody else goes. He not scoring no more. <laughs> Fifty six is, I mean, I know somebody won Dean him up hard. They were just probably letting him go. But you know, I find it so interesting that it really comes full circle that you know 
you really laid your roots down at the college um, realm. And then, you know, good, you go back to your roots by going back to college after just going back from college, from a high school uh, program. But just talk about how you picked the lock at the St. John's program. Yeah, so um, St. John's was a was an awesome experience, and um, uh, going back to how I, I got in there, my freshman year I wasn't a part, but like they knew of me because I had been around, but NCAA I couldn't be. So immediately at the end of the semester, um, I immediately went back to the offices again. I went to the men's office, I went to the women's office, and was like, "Hey, you know, remember me?" Of course they did. They said, "All right, cool." Did the interview process. I got both. Um, I had a I had an option. And I love having options, right? I get to choose what I want. Because they, they thought you were too, they thought you were so aggressively into it. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you exactly. get everything. Right? So I'm like, I get to pick. Do I want to be on the men's side or do I want to be on the women's side? Um, ultimately, I liked the the vibe I had gotten from our, the Dobo, Director of Basketball Ops, um, Veronica Mullen. At the time, on the women's side, she was just really cool, inviting person, like, you know what I mean? And so I was going for that. And then also, they was giving me some scholarship money, too. So I was like, you know, I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take the couple of dollars, too. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. I'll, pay, I'll pay the bills. Um, and so I was like, hey, I'll go to the women's side. I had a, I had been, like, cool with some of the women's players. Um, uh, Aaliyah Lewis, um, you know, she's from the city, too. So we had already had a relationship. Like, you know, I had class with her and stuff. And so I was like, I'm going I'm to I'm rock with the girls. Um, and started that year, we had a, we had a solid year. Um, I forget how we, how we finished that year. I think it was NIT, but then the following year, uh, in 16, what was it? Uh, 15, 16, we won the big East and that was an amazing experience to mm. be a part of, man, that team, yo, the, the way that team was, when I tell you, like, it was like a family, like with the players, like, you know what I mean? Practice finished. And we all want to, to eat together. Like, you know what I mean? And as a manager, I'm basically kind of like a player. With all. We all want to eat together. We all hung out. Like, you know what I mean? We all chilled together. And not only that, <clears throat> the next important part, a piece of it too, we was in the lab together too. Mm. Right? Because people forget that. You know, you might have that family environment. We're like, hey, oh, yeah, let's go, go in. Let's party. Like, go in. But we was in the lab too. It was, yo, heck, hit me up. 11 o'clock at night. Yo, heck, let's get in the lab. I want to get shots. I'm on my way. Seven o'clock in the morning. Yo, heck, I want to get shots before class. I'm on my way. Always made myself available. Like, yo, let's go. Let's work. And so we put in the work. And so I saw what it was. We also had two WMEA draft picks that year, uh, mm. Denasia Grant and Aaliyah Hanford. But I saw what it was to win a team and win a team, uh, win, a, win a team, win a championship as like a family in a team. And so I had that experience and it was awesome. Mm. The next year um, uh, was my senior year. And so for my senior year, I had to take some inter internship uh, credit classes. And I also wanted to see like, hey, like is this coaching thing for me? And so um, my senior year, uh, Coach Pelican had just gotten the job at Malloy. And so I was like, man, like, you know, I really love the team at St. John's, but I was like, I really want to get a stab at it and see if this coaching thing from, is for me before I graduate and I go and try and do it. And so I, I hit up Coach Pelican, like, hey, like, can I just be an intern on the staff? Like, you know, I'll help out, do whatever, and get, get my credits as well. He said, sure, come on along. So I joined um, the, the Malloy staff in the 16-17 season. 
Um, uh, Aaliyah McDonald was on that team. Shout out to Snoop, yeah, who's the crunch time Snoop, killer. Man, yo, shout out to Snoop, everybody go. She always up. does the uh, IV, IV <laughs> yeah, uh, ice, ice in the veins. Ice, ice, ice in the veins, yo, ice in the veins. Cop, you know, she, she she's a ref. Did you yeah, know that? Yes, yes, I know. Okay, but when I ref her, she she likes to call me Ralphie. And she's like, I'm, you, I'm, I'm messing up, Ralphie. But she says it in more explicit. She has yeah, such competitive yeah, spirit. Yeah, she, she's dope. Yo, go, go check out her brand, uh, Lona Stoner too. You know, I gotta shout out the, the homie in the business. So go check it out, y'all. But um, yeah, amazing team. Um, Kamala Thompson was on that team as well. Um, just, just great, just great people. And so uh, when I got there, you know, I was, I was an intern, so I was doing a lot of like, you know, order the food, like you know what I mean, things like that. But Coach Pelican also gave me a chance to like be a part of practice. Like he let me sit in and coaches meeting. Like he let me have a voice too, and be like, hey, like you know, this is something that I saw. Like, Wait, was you know? it like was it like you were bringing in the food order, and he's like, just sit down. Yeah, yeah, while like, you, eat like it? you know, like yeah, like think of <laughs> yeah, like you know, hey, let's talk. Like you know, while, while I'm doing the administrative stuff, like you know, the paperwork that I, that I was doing, and he's like, yeah, let's talk. And he was like, hey, like you know, su such and such is uh, wants to get a workout in. Like you know, you can run it. What, what do you want to do? And like he gave me some opportunities to to coach a little bit like you know to get a feel um and then midway through the year one of our assistant coaches uh left the team you know was doing some family stuff whatever and you know had to take care of herself and so she left and so when she left automatically i took on some of that responsibility i was still an intern right and I, i'm 20 years old at this point so I basically became an assistant coach with like half the team older than me <laughs> right and it goes back to your point of saying like you you know we was talking earlier um, about coaching around people, people around the same yeah. age as you. It's like, yo, like I was, like you know, we were supposed to go to party and like you know, like now. But now, but bench. now you got to have some boundaries. And now, exactly. Yeah. And so I had to learn to draw the lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that year for me was part of learning to draw the lines mm. of like, all right, I'm in a different space. Um, I have to understand where I'm at, who I am, what I'm doing, and my relationships have to shift. It doesn't mean I can't be cool. It doesn't mean I can't be friends. But there's certain things you, you know, you can't be doing like, you know, with your players. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just it just doesn't make any sense. Yes. And so that that's the year that I kinda learned to draw those lines and, and like do all that. But once again, funny enough, sixteen, seventeen, we won out, won the ECCs, right? Got another championship. And again, that that team man was just like same kind of vibe I got at St. John's. Mm. Um like, you know, just this family oriented. And and we and we had the team had the little scuffles and stuff, but like it was like you know family fights, like you know what I mean. We had our little scuffles, like oh, but it was like I right, like yo, cool, we got it out. Let let's go win this, mm. like you know what I mean. And and it was like had the little scuffle and went out together the next night. We was all cool, like mm. you know what I mean, because because there was a love for each other, and everybody on that team still like you know people stay in touch, hit each other up, like you know I say I have a good, great relationship with Snoop, hit it up whatever time, like you know what I mean, and. Um, it was just a, a, a really great experience as well. Um, Snoop I, I lived like know. two minutes away from me. Yeah, I know. I know. I got I got. I well, you know, Malloy is two minutes away yeah. from me too. <laughs> yeah, so. And I'm sure you know about Faring Deli now. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> I'll be at Faring's get so the yeah, I, that's my. That's where I grew up, right? Okay. And I mean, there's, there's black people in me, right? So whenever I see white people, they would always find out when I was a kid. It's like, oh, these are the Malloy students. I was like, what does that mean? And then I finally understood. It, and then all the Rockville Center people too. Yeah, it was a culture shock for me. I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. 
Like, but fairing is but, the best. Yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. the best. Yeah, I, I, Have you been there recently? Um, uh, I used to go all the time. It looks like the Apple Store year. now. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they they've upgraded. You know, put some. I kind of like, like you said, I kind of like the old vibe they uh, had. Like you know, that's what I grew up a, on. Around around the corner, you yeah. know, you had the little seats. You could sit down, get your food, eat. You know, they they they, they got a little bougie. You know what I mean? But, I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, they deserve it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They deserve it's, it. It's alright, but yeah. Shout out to Ferens too. Yeah, man, and um, shout out to Morgan Staub who was there the last yes. time my team ended up winning the championship. Funny story, um, and I and I we I want to talk about the recollections that would you remember that night, but that was the last time I won a championship, and without fail, every single time we're in the championship game, we always play the game at St. Dominic's, but for some reason. In the 2019 season, we ended up playing at Malloy. And I remember just as a coaching staff, like, that's not what we used to. Like, our routine is, like, semifinals on Sunday at St. Dom's. You know, Monday, we like, this is it. This could be the last time, like, you know, some of the kids might come back. The seniors are going to be gone. I just know that it won't be this team ever again. You know, and that's what's in cool about collegiate sports, high school sports. You know, with, you know, for the most part, pros, you know, there's a, there might be a little bit more stability from a certain you know what i'm saying like people will just year in year out will be there but you know high school is always a crapshoot it really is always a crapshoot college to a degree sometimes is a crapshoot but you know that year they played at malloy and you know i just wasn't feeling that routine but when i got in there i was like all right this is this is okay and you know that that night we ended up beating that time undefeated saint anthony's to win the championship for our i think our sixth or seventh league title which is crazy to me crazy to me so and then we had a season last year but it got cut short we were 13 and one and we ended up getting a whole bunch of cases so they canceled mm. the season for us and i was so sick to my stomach and i never would have said to myself i didn't know that a preempted season was going to hurt more than losing in a championship and it does mm. and up until june i didn't find out that i found out that the whole season was canceled because there was a whole bunch of other teams that got that but I guess that made me feel better because yeah. St. Anthony's was undefeated at the time. They were our only loss. And, you know, it was, it was basically a collision course. So when I found out we got knocked out and I didn't know that they weren't knocked out yet, I was like, man, that's not even, that's not even cool. But yeah. I found out that the season was canceled. And, you know, this year we're going to get it on, dog. We're going to get it on. But what do you remember about that night, that, that a championship Catholic League, uh, Nassau-Suffolk County Catholic League championship game between – Kellenberg and St. Anthony's because my former player, Morgan Stop, ended up transferring to Malloy yep. and, and you got an opportunity to coach her, which was a wonderful experience for me. I never got a chance to coach her in basketball, but I'm mm -hmm. sure you could probably say similar things. Yeah. But what was your recollection of that night? So um, I worked, uh, just for a little bit of context, I worked with facilities at Malloy as well. So like, you know, setting up the gym, if people were coming in to rent, whatever the case was. So I was always, I was always there. Um, that particular night, the gym was jumping. It was, it was wild. It was crazy. Everybody, like, you know, and something I love about Malloy's gym, it's a, again, it's a, it's a pain point for some people, but it's small. You know what I mean? It's not big. But when it get packed out. It turned up. It's turned up. So, like, you know what I mean? So, and especially high school sports, because, like, you know, people travel high school, but there's a lot of, uh, of backing around high school sports. Like, you know, all the, all the students come out, the parents, the families. So, like, that gym was just crazy. And, mm. and, and as you mentioned, just the, the notion of that rivalry and that collision course, like, you know, had been building up. I could only imagine. So, like, did you know it, about that while it was going I, on? I were you like, I didn't well, know. I, I, I was didn't just even like, know what this is, like, but this is crazy. I'm like, yo, Long Island, like, volleyball is crazy. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, it's a 
first game I'm, at, I'm like oh, okay like this this is cool like you know what I mean and so I had no idea I re- I remember um, so Morgan wasn't like yo I used to play for this team oh yeah yeah oh, yeah okay, yeah okay. she she had told me and and she was around like you know was like yeah I'm gonna be there I think she had class or something so she's like all right like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna run from class and make sure that I'm there and around and um I was setting up I, I remember this vividly because I, I I I think it was me. I apologize, but the net was messed up. <laughs> the, net, <laughs> the net wasn't the right height, and so like you know, they, the the uh, the referees, uh, the officials came through with that little chain, and I'm watching them. They drop it, the chain hit the floor. I said, "Oh, I said, oh. <laughs> they were like, is that good or bad? Is that what does that mean?" I was like, oh, "I said I don't look good, like you know." So we had to get out, like get the, the all the tools, raise the net, whatever, make sure everything was straight. Was there beads of sweat on uh, your forehead? Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was stressed. You went, like, "Oh yeah, no, I, I thought I did it correct." Yeah, I, was, I said, "I don't know, maybe he did it over there. It wasn't me." <laughs> but um, but we got we got that all fixed, man. The game got jumping, and and it was just it was just crazy. Mm. The, the the whole night through, just just the back and forth every time. You know that ball hit the ground like it, you know, it was like a dunk. Miss. It was like yeah, it's it was dunk. like some, and it was like both crazy. ways. <laughs> yeah. So. so when one team won, it was like momentum's here. Then the other team yep. won, the momentum was there. But we ended up winning because yeah. we were we were on. We we were on. And mm-hmm. you know what's crazy? I guess just from a spectator, not even knowing about the rivalry or the backstory, and then seeing that, man. I mean, I'm telling you that whole season, just from a coach's perspective, we have not clicked that whole season like that up until that game. And I, I tell you. you I would have never known. I know. I already I know. know. That's like, why I'm you like, know what I mean? if anybody you know? watched that game, they were like, that's the best volleyball. I, that make me want, that inspires me yeah. <laughs> to want to coach or, you know, get involved with volleyball or just even watch it more. But no, it, it, it was a very, it was a struggle that whole season. You know, it was a whole season. We were just trying to figure out. And just to the very day, I kind of have like a Popovich type of philosophy where it's mm-hmm. like, yo, give this person minutes, give this person to be in this position. Let's try what this does. I mean, cause these, like we gonna at at the very least we, we already know we're gonna be at least third yeah. place. Yeah. If we just show up, we're gonna be in third place because yeah. we just already built with the hard work. Mm-hmm. Like no one's already working hard. I mean, we do like two hundred drills in a practice, mm-hmm. yeah. and we go clockwork. You know what I mean? Two minutes, just boom, boom, boom. All right, now you doing this. Now you doing this. Now you doing this. Now yep. you doing this. So hopefully, I would assume that probably all the girls that have ever played for me can attest to this. I would say that. Playing a game is probably more fun than practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because practice is OD. Yeah. Like, oh, they, yeah. We, they, as we going in the lab and we working, we trying to get them better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for some reason that, that you, and, you know, that really plays to the cerebral side because mm-hmm. there's X's and O's. Like, it really don't matter how great you are. Like, you know, as a basketball coach, mm-hmm. free throws, that's a mental situation. Yep. Like mechanics, you could get those mechanics within 10 days, yep. right? But when it comes to the mental, if you got something on your mind and, and it's weighing on you heavily, it might be a fifty percent shooter, yeah. right? And, and and that's what I wanted to say too. Is it's a it's an, it's um number two first a testament to you as a coach. Number one is a testament to the players. Mm. And shout out to your players because like you know at the end of the day we can do everything we want to do. They the ones hitting the ball. They the ones bump setting spiking, right? Yeah. And so it's a real testament to them. Yeah. So um, shout out to them for ste- for stepping up in that moment. And I think it's so cool that you won too, and something that we we don't always realize. I'm sure, like that championship, possibly there's a good chance change some lives. Oh, listen, man, girls. and they always it's gonna be a point that they're gonna go back to for the rest of their lives. Oh yeah, listen, I already know the legacy that I always cement when you have this bond of winning a championship. Um, it's it's just always a special. It never gets old. Mm-hmm. It, it it always is fun, and you know I think what what I like about it is that it's short for me but it's very intense 
and I'm all in. Like I want, I just want to win the championship so much so that I ref every single sport, literally every single sport, with that, with the exception of the game of volleyball. And I'm taking a pay cut, bro. <laughs> I'm taking a pay cut, like, because I see all my volleyball friends. And what's crazy is that they lean on to me because they don't really know anything about volleyball. Mm. They just on their twilight career of, of basketball. And they're like, well, I just want to stand yeah, and just do see, this. And, and throw the so flag I, up. And I, throw I, hit, <laughs> I hit a bag that my friends are getting. Like, one time I went to this all-day tournament. We ended up winning the whole thing. So that means, like, if there's a tournament of, like, 20 teams... We there from damn near 8 a.m. to like, if I'm all the way at the championship, even if I lose the championship, I got to be at the championship. Yeah. Game ends like 530. Mm. Like that's, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Being the only male with all these girls. You know what I'm saying? Like just playing volleyball all this. It's, it's all a lot. It's, yeah. it's a lot, but it definitely gets us prepared. But, you know, it's really cool how we just like bouncing off because we have similar experiences. But, um, you know, getting to that Malloy part and then get into Lou High. Um, do you feel like it was more beneficial that it was like pandemic laden and it was a lot more of an adjustment as opposed to having like the more, you know, conventional tele, um, uh, national schedule that they normally have? Uh, I, I don't. Um, I, I wish that we could have had that because um, nothing can replace that, you know, that experience of getting out there and competing with the best. And so, like, you know, and, the, and, and that was a point that, that we made for, for the girls, too. Like, I felt for them because I was like, I know, like, you know, we're competitors. And what was hard was to be in practice and to be working out and know that there's no competition coming. Right. And to know that, like, what are we working out for? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so I think it was difficult in that regard because we had to frame for them. Like, yo, like, you know we don't know what's going to happen. Was it optional? But was like practice um, optional it, kind it, of? It was, it was uh, at a point until like they gave us a go. Um, but it was highly suggested that you showed up mm. <laughs> at Luhai. I mean, listen, <laughs> if you're in Luhai, so like, I wouldn't you know, take any chances. Yeah, it was highly I'd suggested go. that you be there. Like, yeah, you know I'd what go. I mean? I'd so, go. <laughs> uh, and, and just within the midst of, because another like silver lining in that was just being in the pandemic, you know, not everyone felt safe, like, you know, family stuff. So And that's real. That, that, and that, that's real. And that came into account as well. And so uh, I think more so than ever, uh, Coach Christina and I, too, were, were more lenient than we had ever been because you had to be. Mm. Right. Um, just understanding that we are all going through something that has never and I don't think anyone in this lifetime has experienced. And so we had to be extra lenient to that point and like, you know, be, hey, um, I get it. Like, you know, what I mean, if your your mom, you know, dad says you don't want to be if you don't want to be here, you're concerned about covid and everything like that. That's OK. Um, and to take care of your mental health. Mental health was huge um, that year and just checking in with the players. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? People are um, just, frankly, just people were dying. You know what I mean? And like, what's happening? What's going to happen? There was a level of uncertainty. And uh, I always say that fear um, and, and anxiety and a lot of those things oftentimes stem from... Um, I use this word, but not in a bad way, but they stem from ignorance. Mm. It stems from not knowing. When you don't know something, it, you fear it. And it's even with like bad things. Like I know, like if I know, like that, yo, did somebody tell me like, yo, like is, is this bomb that's about to go off? I know the bomb about to go off. I have a chance to come to peace in terms with it. Cause I'm like, you know what I mean? I know. 
Somebody tell me like, yo, is that bomb over there? I don't know if it's going to go off or not, mm. but it's there. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, what's going to happen? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. And so, like, there was a lot of not knowing. And so there was a lot of fear. You know what I mean? There was a lot of anxiety. I mean, still. And, and, and still to this day. And so I think the, the mental health uh, aspect of it as coaches, because what people don't understand is that as coaches, we're um, coaches of the game. We are oftentimes parent figures we are therapists we are you know we're we're we're, we're restaurant people we're, we're uber eats we're, mm. we're, we're everything like mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like people don't get that and so we had to put on the hats and play the role of a lot of the times last year of uh, like i said like that therapist role and that that like you know um just loving family figure role because it was i think it's needed all the time but it was needed a little bit extra Mm. um at last year and so like you know i'm i'm happy that we were able to to get through that time healthy um and you know no one uh was injured or got seriously ill or anything of that nature but of course man i wish we could have played a full slate and, and traveled and all that you know yeah I'm fortunate that we couldn't but i think for what the year was um i think we did a did a decent job. You maximized whatever yeah. type of thing what that we, you what did. What we could get out of yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about that crazy tournament that they had at Island Garden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, um, they asked him. He was like, nah, we good. He was like, <laughs> he was like we'll pass. Because like, we'll, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it was like... Uh, I mean, it was like peak COVID, like peak. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know well, the I mean? boys' tournament. I was the one that that spearheaded that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know, like you know, because um, it turned just, out to be great though. Just looking at like you know, I think it was a level of safety concern from our parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we love and want to go play basketball, but it was just like, I, nah. I, I listen. I get it. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't do it. Like you know. Yeah, I get it. I completely get it. After everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a coach? Uh, what it took to get to this point, uh, one of the most important things I had mentioned earlier, just not fearing failure. Um, I, I've messed up a million times already. Uh, my girlfriend will tell me that. <laughs> you know, I had to shout out my girl in the pod too. I, I love you. Um, but yeah, I've messed up a million times. I'm going to mess up a million more. Um, and I have to live in that. I can't be afraid to do so because you can't grow if you don't mess up. Mm. So how, how am I ever going to level up to the next place if I'm not afraid to, to mess up? Because messing up means taking risks. Yeah. Right? I, go, I can't go to Vegas and, and with $1,000 and be like, let me just play this $1 and expect to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? A, a million. I got to walk in there and be like, yo, drop the 1000 down. Let's go. Mm. You got to go all in. Yeah. In, in life. And so I, I go all in all the time. That, that, that's number one. Um, number two is uh, leaning. You got to lean on people, too. And that's something that I'm, I'm still, I'm working on today and continuing to work on. You're so used to doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something I'm really going to have to learn as a, now as a head coach. Right. Um, that's something that is conversations that I've been having with See, I figured with, you'd know that because you're an assistant coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, cause I ran into that issue as assistant coach too. Cause like I would get stuff and I had a lot on my plate. I was in grad school. I was doing this, I was doing that. And I would be like, no, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And I had so much. And I was like, oh my God, like. I can't I can't do it all like you know what I mean and, and so I think that's something I really gotta um I, I'm aware of it but you know when you have these tendencies you have to constantly check yourself mm. and so that that's really what I'm saying right now is like I, I know I have this tendency I gotta check myself 
Um, and and right now I'm still looking for an assistant coach. Hit me up if you uh, if you are interested. And what I'm looking for now is an assistant coach, somebody that's going to check me. Like, you know what I mean? Um, could I potentially coach the team on my own? Yeah. But I'm not going to have no other eyes, no other perspective to check me. Like, you know what I mean? When it's like, yo, like, don't do that. Like, that's not right. You know what I mean? Or, hey, look, look this direction. I need another set of eyes. I need somebody that's real, like, you know, by my side. As we all know in this game, like, you know, it's, it's very relationship-driven. Uh, you got to have people that you trust around you. Mm. Um, and, and not only people that you trust, people that's going to be real with you. I don't want a yes man or a yes woman. I don't want somebody that's going to, I'm like, yo, like, you know, um, you know, we, we, we down by, uh, we down by 50. Uh, we should just like, you know, roll over. Right. Like, yeah, let's do that. Let's just call the game. I want somebody to be like, what you doing? Like, get out there. Let's press. Let's do something. Like, you know what I mean? I need somebody to, to, to check me in those moments and to be like, nah, and, and, and make sure that they're holding me accountable. Um, so just making sure that I'm leaning on others and, um, like, you know, not trying to do everything by myself. Um, I think are two important pieces that are are going to be important to my to my success moving on. Mm. Um, so uh, I, I'm excited. Like I said, the, the hard work is expected. So I'm not even going to talk about the hard work. I should work hard. It's not. It's not even a conversation. <laughs> what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go, and ultimately, where do you want to go? Um, what I think it's going to take to get where I want to go. So I'll, I'll, I'll work my way backwards. Where I want to be is um, in terms of basketball wise is I want to have um, I want to be a part of like make a program like my family and like be the program. Um, as we were talking earlier, spoke about um, Coach Charlie at Malloy, like Charlie Marquardt is Malloy men's basketball. Like you could say it, this is this is Charlie Marquardt basketball. <laughs> like it's not even Malloy men's basketball. Like he is that, mm. and he's he's created. And I used to I used to sit in his practice every night. I I was like I, said, I was a gym rat. It's funny because like he called he called me the other day because um, he was looking for an assistant coach. So he called me, like, you know, and I was like, Coach, like I actually <laughs> like you know I actually just got this job, so <laughs> can't do it. But um, you know that that's that's what I want. Is to is to kind of have that space and basketball wise as a coach where I'm like, hey, this is this is this program is me, and I'm able to help a lot of people through this. And what it's going to take for me to get there, um, it's a lot of patience. Uh, it's something like that doesn't happen overnight. Mm. Um, I have to understand that, like you know, um, I can't you know beat myself up, you know, when um you know some players decide they don't want to play anymore, and you know, like I said, it's not even about the winning championships things. The, the, the real championships are won in the classroom. Mm. Um, and like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to beat myself up. Like, you know, when, you know, a kid decides, Hey, this is not what I want to do anymore. Whatever the case is. Right. I, I have to be patient with it. I got to keep rolling, roll with the punches, uh, lean on the people who are around me, um, work with my, um, my, my school. My, uh, I just sent an email to all the, all the other coaches at my school, build relationships build relationships with the, with the, the academia at my school, um, you know, reach out to all the, the heads of the departments. Hey, I want to build these relationships. If I'm talking about making this my home, you got, you got to be comfortable with the people in your home. Right. And so just building those relationships on campus. And um, I want, I want to eventually build the program to a place where, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, people know what they're going to get. Like, you know, and, and it's not questioned. Like I, I for example, at Luhai, 
um, coaches would reach out to us and ask about kids, and they never asked for transcripts. They didn't have to. It was understood. You're a Luha kid, your grades are good. You know what I mean? It was just understood. And I, I want to get to that, to that kind of level. Where it's like, hey, you going to Queensboro? That kid's grades is good. We'll talk about the basketball. Like, you know, and, and, and this, this, uh, this kid's going places. They take care of business. Mm. And, and so that's, that's the kind of the aura and, and the vibe that I'm trying to create. And it's going it's to take a lot of patience. Um, I'm thankful for my AD. We've talked a lot. And um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a basketball guy. Um, so, like, you know, he gets it. And so he's giving me that space to, to build and just being transparent with me and, and what he's expecting from me. You know what I mean? I'm being transparent with him of where, where what my vision is and, and where I want to go. And mm. so we, we've been aligned at um, uh, most, if not all, of those points, which is awesome, too, because having the support of your administration is very important. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, um, just trying to build that home. And, uh, and and see where I go from there, basketball wise. Other than that, I, I also I teach. Like I said, at a middle school, I, I love teaching. I enjoy being with the youth. The youth. I'm in East New York, and so um, I, I see a lot of you know kids that look at, look like me, like you know black and brown youth and children. And so um, I want to be in that space. Um, uh, growing up, like I said, I didn't have a dad in my life. A lot of my coaches uh, were like father figures for me and like you know just uh, adult figures for me that I could lean on to learn a lot from and um, I feel like I can give a little bit of that back in the in the space that I'm in and so I, I, I enjoy my job and being in that space as well uh, is something I want to continue to cultivate and and live in and um, and continue to to help you know um, shape mm. shape the youth and and make sure that you know they know I always say I want, I, want to, I want them to, to be thinkers, mm. you know? I don't want to, I don't ever push my, my own ideologies, my own thoughts, my own feelings onto them. I'm like, yo, go do your research. See what you find out. Go learn. Be, be a free, don't, don't fall into one box. Do your own research. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I teach sports. I teach basically PE, but I be having debates um, because conversation is a sport. Hey, you got to learn how to talk. And the, the only way you can do it is by practice. Mm. Right? And so, Mm-mm-mm. and so that we practice conversation, like, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's something that that's going to be really helpful for them growing up. Cause, um, they do have like, you know, um, growing up in that environment, like, which I grew up in too, like where, you know, you, you got to You got to make sure that you come in correct at every point. Oh yeah, definitely. I like, I tell people all the time, like growing up, yo, it was no space for me to, for me to mess up. Margin of error is very, very low. T- very small. Yeah. I was never like my mom, my mom let me know that she was like, you can't be out here. Like, you know what I mean? Doing it like you have to come correct. And, and, and so I did, it's not to, it's not to put the pressure on people, but it's just being real. Like make sure you come in correct. Make sure you take care of business and, and do your homework and, and come, come informed, come prepared. And so I'm um, just giving that to the youth growing up and, and, uh, and, you know, just building, uh, starting a family and, and just building and uh, it's where, where I see myself going. So mm. I, got a, I got a long ways to go, you know, but, but I have a vision, uh, I, have a, I have a purpose and uh, I have a drive, you know, and, um, and, a willing, and a willingness to get the job done. So yeah. I'm, I'm confident that uh, I'll, I'll be able to achieve all these things. Man, I'm more than confident just being around your presence of just how much passion you have with the game and just... You can tell the determination 
And, you know, I, before I was like, damn, 25, you're already going to be a head coach. But, you know, I think it's very evident once you talk to <laughs> talk to somebody like yourself, you, you could just see that you have already been applying so much of the knowledge that most kids, you know, might might hear it, but they can't apply it yet. They might not be ready yet. You have been applying it already at an early age. But, you know, going back to, you know, just even being young in this type of space, if you can, what is the most stickiest situation that you've ever had as a coach thus far? Mm, sticky situation. I, I can get into this. Uh, like like I said, just being a, just, I was a, I was an intern at the time at Malloy, and so like you know, I'm not, I'm not technically a coach, right? So it's like yo, like we we party, like let's go, like you know, I'm still in college, like <laughs> like you know what I mean, like I'm with y'all, and so it's like you know, getting um messing with Snoop, see, yeah, I see you. yeah, yeah, Snoop, messing Snoop, with Snoop. Snoop, got me in it. <laughs> in the mix but, but uh yeah like you know just just really just really learning like yo um you know being like go, going to the, like the little house party here and there and then and then when i transitioned um over to to that coach position i was like all right like i, I can't be doing this though <laughs> like you know what i mean and and it was it was an like i said it was an adjustment period for me to be like all right like i gotta I got to make a shift, like, you know, and so it was a, it, it was a slow of like, I, like, you know, I'll chill with you on campus, but like, I can't do this, can't do Damn. that. And I had to, and I had to roll myself out of that. Like, you know what I they mean? They told you it was a square? Yeah. Or no? Yeah. Or they understood? <laughs> no, nah, they, under, they understood. Cause you know what? Most of them was grown. Like, you know what I mean? They was all 21. Like I said, they was older than me, right. actually. Like, you know what I mean? And so they, they got it. It was like, yo, like, it's cool. Like, it, it's straight. Like, you know, we, we mess with you. It's love. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, my fault, y'all. Like, you know, I can't be. <laughs> I was like, I ain't switching up on y'all like that. But, uh, you know, Listen, I love man. you. But, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to realize the position I'm in now. And, and so, um, yeah, that, that, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a fun time and weird time just figuring that out. <laughs> and like, being like, all right, like, y'all go to, like, I'm a, uh. Cool. Like, <laughs> awesome. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, like you know what I That's mean? That's where like, I'm at. They'd be like, yeah. yo, we're having, a, we're having a pasta party. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to go, man. Trust, I want to yeah, go. Yeah, but I gotta, you know, ch- I gotta sit on this exactly, one. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think that was just like you know, just a, a, a tough space to to be in. And but it's paid you dividends right there because you 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 broke the egg to make the omelet. Exactly. So that's right? what you had to do. I, I learned that lesson early. Yeah, you had to do that. Some because people, I see some, some people, other coaches out here, they be like, they, 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 they thirty years old. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you you you're blurring it, dog. You're blurring it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But you know, you you yeah. had a very uh, distinctual. When, when things need to happen the way they happen, you are very decisive, which is really good. Yeah. In a critical moment, to be decisive like that, that's awesome. But, you know, conversely, what is your best moment thus far as a basketball coach? Best moment thus far as a basketball coach, a couple months ago, I, I got a phone call from Melody Pritchard. She played at Malloy for two years. Uh, she, then, she then transferred. She went back closer to home. Uh, I had a really good relationship with her family. Uh, I was I was heavy in her recruitment. Her mom calls me every year for my birthday, uh, so like you know, just just showing like the the kind of love and relationship I had with her and her family. She called me a couple of months ago and um, was like, "Hey, heck, what's up?" Like you know, we don't talk every day, and she's like, "Hey, heck, what's up?" I'm like, "What's going on? Like, how you doing?" She's like, "I'm good. Just graduated." I'm like, "That's awesome." Um, she's like, hey, I'm applying for grad school. I need a letter of rec. Mm. I'm like, of course. I got you. Write the letter of rec. She calls me back maybe a week, week and a half later. Heck, I got in. Thank you. 
in that moment, when I tell you, that was my happiest, proudest moment as a coach. And I tell people this all the time. I was like, man, like, I was able to help a kid beyond basketball. It's, the ball stops dribbling. That master's degree that she's going to get is going to help her for the next 40, 50, 60 years of her life. And I played a very small part in it mm. with that letter of rec as a, as a former coach. And, and that, that's, that's my proudest moment as a coach, for sure. Mm. That sounds so good, man. That was a, a really awesome one to pick. And, you know, as you go on these years, you realize how fast it goes. So I try to really appreciate every single moment, even this week. We've only had one full week, and I'm savoring every single moment because win, lose, or draw, this is going to be a special experience. Um, this is the first time, and I'm just going to break it down to coaches' terms. There's six players on a volleyball court, and normally we got the B squad. And, you know, like in basketball, sometimes teams are top-heavy where you have like an eight-person rotation, and, you know, those last two spots, they're, they're like fringe players, so it's not ever going to be kind of have to mix up. You have to have the A team kind of play with some with the B team to kind of make it even. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever had a volleyball team where I can't even tell you who the starters are. I can't even tell you, like, I feel like the B team, if, if, if we made one because we didn't, we don't even know who the starters are yet. I feel like whoever is the second unit could probably win the championship all alone as a separate team. That's a good problem to have. That's crazy. We did, like some, some play, I feel bad because like, we cut eight players that would have normally played under any other school, any public school in Long Island. They would have started for the varsity team. But we got a special group out here. So, you know, I'm very fortunate to just, you know, as, you know, just coming just to relate to what you're saying. When we talked about starting the program from scratch, we didn't necessarily start it from scratch, but, I mean, we weren't like the, the perennial, you know, favorites elite team that's top 10 in the state year in, year out, the way we are now. Like, you know, everyone sees that now, but, and we've been like that for a sustained period of time. We've been like that 10 plus years, but I remember when we were, you know, four and 11. I remember when we didn't quali when we didn't qualify for the playoffs and we knew like three games before the season ended. Like those are the tough times that I always remember. And that's why I always am very, very thankful. And I have such deep gratitude for the situation that I'm in because I wouldn't, I mean, I just, I, I love it. I, I love coaching just as much as you do, man. But, you know, basketball means so much to you. It's brought you on this podcast. It's brought you so many opportunities to go have so many great basketball experiences on the collegiate level, on the high school level, just partying with them. And, you know, just the, the growth, the amount of growth of, of your maturity as a man, as a great citizen of, of, of where we live. And, of course, just a coach. What do you think basketball means to you? What is it given to you in your life? Basketball uh, is, a, is a bridge. And you could use it to take you a lot of places. And it's about where you want to go. And so, so that's what I tell, like, you know, all my kids. I say, hey, like, especially if you're getting a scholarship, this is a bridge, right? Use this, use this ball to, to set you up to whatever destination it is that you want to arrive to. It's going to get you there. Now, you know, you got you to gotta be wary of, of how you use it, right? Because that, that bridge could take you to an unsavory place if you're not doing things the right way, mm. right? And so um, I, I make sure that I, I always uh, carry myself the right way, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, by, I'm by the books, man. I don't, I'm like, yeah, I, 
You don't even we, steal we know, cable. We nah, like we we know we know you how you don't download music. <laughs> just like with the with the with the NCAA and all that, like you know we know how the game go. And I'm like, yo, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no problems. <laughs> I don't need I nobody. You. I don't need to get that email from compliance. Yep. I don't want nobody knocking at my door. Oh, like, you already know what time it is. Like, uh, I like, try to tell people, like some people, you know, like some of my friends, they'll come to my games. Yeah. They're like, how do you coach these girls? Like, I don't mm -hmm. understand. Like, I'm here for volleyball, bro. Yep. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Yep. Whatever your imagination, that's you. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm here to win a chip. That's it, it. Exactly. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm straight by the book, man. A straight, a straight shooter, and, and just, um, you know, make sure that I, I carry myself the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just think that's that's super important. So I'm never gonna like, you know, uh, come out of that, and and be someone who I'm not. Mm. Um, that that's when you get in trouble. Uh, and, and so I'm just, uh, again, happy to have this opportunity and, and use basketball as a, as a bridge to, to help people. Mm. Right. And, and to, and to, to help, um, like, you know, these, these young student athletes, uh, get to where they want to get to mm. in life, whether, whether it's like, you know, Hey, um, and I recognize this too, being on the Juco level, this is something that was very important to me too. Um, anybody that comes in, I say, Hey, like, what's, what's your goal here? Um, are you looking to go to a four-year institution and play after this? Maybe you're not. Maybe you want to just come here and get your associates and start a business. I'm here to help you with that. Maybe you do want to go play in a four-year institution. I'm here to help you with that too and everything in between. Right? You know what I mean? Because not everybody wants to play and use basketball as a bridge so I can go and get a scholarship and continue. One of my players was just like, yo, like, I just want to get this certificate and get into, like, you know, a little nursing and the med. I said, all right, cool, let's go. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, you sure you don't want to play it? No. You know what I mean? That's not what she's using the, the, the bridge of basketball for. Mm. You know, she, she's using it um, as, a, as a means to an end, and she knows where she wants to go. And so it's my job to help her get there. Mm. You know, and... And so I, I think basketball can bring you a lot of places and you get to meet some really awesome people. And, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I've had the opportunity to, to go to a lot of places and to meet a lot of awesome people and, and just continue to build connections um, around the game and, and build solid connections too. And always carry my, like I said, always carry myself the right way mm. because this basketball world is very small. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's tiny. It was, it was bound I was gonna meet you. Yep. It was bound. It was bound. <laughs> Yeah, it's tidy. So, like, you know, you a phone call away from, and I've, I've seen it happen. Like, oh, that person? Oh, nah. Mm. Or, oh, that person? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, why, that's why you got to really, really watch your moves, right? Mm -hmm, 100%. Um, bro, this has been amazing, man. Um, you know, I really wish you the best uh, continued success in everything that you do. Appreciate it. Uh, Especially just popping your cherry inaugural year. Hopefully, I, I get to be see you on the court. But obviously, it'll be business for me. It'll be business for you. And you know, I, I wish you the best of luck moving forward with this, man. But you know, it's really cool to just see somebody um, that is very passionate about not just necessarily coaching, but just more so like impacting young people's lives. I think that's such a very important thing for me. Uh, and you know, it's really good is that I'll invite you back on the show. We'll talk about after season one, where your head is and, and how much sure. you've evolved and changed as a coach. But I thank you for your time. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? 
Yeah, num- number one, thank you for having me. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, just uh, the opportunity to come and uh, be on your platform and be able to reach, like, you know, people who I may not have been able to reach before. Yeah, man. Um, I love what you do. Like I said, you've had some people that I know on here. And so, <laughs> and so I've listened, um, uh, you know, I've listened to, to, to a handful. So you already know my whole story, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to a handful of them and... Um, I've I've always I've always loved them so uh, shout out to you just for having this platform man, man. and creating this space it's just really awesome that means a lot to me and and I always have this saying nobody's better than you being you I would implore you to continue to be in yourself because you're good enough and um, any student athlete that is interested in uh, playing basketball for Coach Blaze or starting a business yeah. Come see Coach Blaze. He, he's the, he's I my, that dude. I have my MBA. <laughs> I have my MBA too. So you know, I'm, I can make you a business player. Yeah, we well, didn't see. He didn't say NBA. He said MBA. <laughs> just just for just to let y'all know. But for Coach Blaze, this is Ralph the Ref. This is the rant. We are signing out. Peace.